0: So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, dogs, cats, bipods, tripods, fish, reptiles, mammals, animals, everything in the zoo, the queen the bird dog, and the poo.
1: Oh, that's cute, honey. Rhymes.
0: It is season two, episode 13 of the world-famous "So I Married an Alcoholic podcast. I am Chris, and I identify as an alcoholic. And
1: I'm Megan, and I'm an alcoholic.
0: And my pronouns are alcoholic and junkie.
1: <laughs> I don't know if they're actually pronouns. More like verbs.
0: It's 2022. You can be whatever you want to be. That
1: is very true.
0: How are you, darling? I'm
1: good. How about yourself? I'm
0: good. It's very cold in the state of Pennsylvania today.
1: Well, there was like snow squalls all day, and I don't know if anyone told Mother Nature, but it's like almost April. Knock it the fuck off.
0: She's not listening.
1: No. I
0: kept getting notifications on my phone while I was couch surfing today. Mm -hmm. I quickly turned those off. And then the phone told me. The notifications are important. Would I like to turn them on? I was like, no.
1: I turned those off long ago. You ever get the siren one in the middle of the night? I was on a phone call with a
0: mortgage guy, again, while couch surfing, because that's what I do. And I just hear this like, wah, wah. I'm like, what the fuck? Now, Megan and I live, I don't know, mile from a power plant, a nuclear
1: power plant. Yeah, so that alarm could be a serious issue.
0: And I was like, oh, shit. Fuck it, it's too late. I'm in my jammies. If we're going to get be involved in a nuclear meltdown, it's happening in my jammies.
1: Did I ever tell you about when I first moved to this area in the power plant?
0: I'm sure you did, several times.
1: So I'm at home and I'm unpacking. We had literally just made settlement. This is on my old house, round one marriage. And hmm. I'm home alone and all of a sudden I hear a siren. And all of a sudden it clicks in my head. Oh my God, it's the power plant. This is it. This is how it ends. Oops. So I get the cat and I go down the basement. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> I figured I had to save its life. It's good. I know. Everyone knows how I feel about pets, so someone would have thought it was intentional if I left it up in the kitchen for the nuclear demise.
0: What's nuclear?
1: Um, I don't know. The power plant. Is that what it's called?
0: Is there an extra vowel in there?
1: (laughs) You know, I do that sometimes. (laughs) It's interesting.
0: Okay, (laughs) carry on.
1: So anyway, I'm down the basement. I call my husband at the time. No answer. He's working. Very busy. Can't be, you know, interrupted for my explosion that's happening.
0: What what did he say that one time? He's saving the world from financial collapse? (laughs) I guess. You narcissist fuck.
1: I don't think it worked out. But anyway, so (laughs) then, if If anyone's seen the price of Gas lately. So anyway, I... um, I'm down the and then I'm calling my mom, no answer, I call my dad. Finally, I'm like, this is it. This is how it ends for me, and I don't even get to say goodbye, right? Then my dad calls me back, and he's like, hey, honey, what's going on? And I was like, oh, my God, there's a siren. He's like, yeah, they do a drill the first Monday of every month. So you're a realtor. You should- No, that's
0: not even a word.
1: Tell people.
0: No, say it right.
1: Realtor. Thank you. You should tell people when they settle in this area, first Monday, every month, siren sounds I actually think they now like knocked it back a little bit but just so they know
0: I actually showed a house which is almost right on the corner of the power plants property and the state game lands like the state game lands parking lot is right there and then you walk down the road to find the ever elusive pheasant
1: that actually sounds like your ideal property.
0: Literally. Chris
1: is fascinated by the power plant.
0: I am. Rick and I, when Rick lived up here, I don't know, last year, maybe last year around this time, he and I got sandwiches one day and we sat in the parking lot of the power plant.
1: And just watched the smoke billow. Yes. Okay. It's
0: it's actually an evaporation tower.
1: I was gonna say it's actually very clean energy.
0: It is very clean energy. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, so that's like the sort of the level of tool bag that I am. Now, Back to my story. Do you mind?
1: No, go ahead. Your
0: turn. Thank you. And I told them, obviously, because you could see, like, the cooling towers in your backyard. And they were like, no, that actually doesn't bother me as much as the errant shotgun shells flying in our direction. (laughs) Because they know I hunt.
1: Everyone's got their thing.
0: If you see how I dress and you know that I hunt, you're like, yeah, no.
1: These two don't belong together.
0: One of these things is not like the other. (laughs) That's me. I'm a walking enigma.
1: Speaking of which, Chris comes home yesterday to show me his new Burberry shooting glasses.
0: So they're not new, first of all.
1: Define not new.
0: Second of all, what'd you buy yesterday? I don't remember. Diapers.
1: I I didn't buy diapers. And I bought two boxes because they were on sale, $9 off.
0: Milk. Like there's a fucking farm in the backyard. (laughs) Babies survived thousands and thousands of years without Costco.
1: I tried milking Bertie, but she's no longer lactating.
0: That's not milking. It's called <laughs> masturbating. And that's an entirely different podcast from what we're doing right now. Jesus Christ. Okay.
1: Uh, we got way off topic there. As we do. Something with the power plant. Oh, I was saying oh. you should tell people.
0: Dude, you don't fucking listen to a goddamn thing I say. Back to my exquisite Burberry shooting glasses. Yes. So I bought them a long time ago.
1: Within the past couple months.
0: Yeah, that's a long time ago.
1: I used to do that too. Is this Dude, your first
0: marriage ended like not that much further (laughs) back than when I purchased those glasses. So eat a dick.
1: Uh, Right. As a matter
0: of fact, eat a whole bag of dicks.
1: I probably will not if this keeps up. Continue on.
0: Hmm. (laughs) It makes me sad. So anyway, so I bought these shooting glasses. I don't really care if they're Burberry or not. Actually, I got them at Saks off Fifth Avenue. Mm, Chris and I love a good bargain hunt. I do love a deal. Love a deal. Anyways, like normal shooting glasses are not cheap.
1: No, I could see that. Eyewear is always expensive.
0: It is. And I yes, I certainly could have gotten them at Walmart or... You know, my favorite store on the planet Earth, Cabela's. Mm -hmm. However, they would have been a $100. So instead? I got designer Burberry shooting glasses. And the reason that they're shooting glasses is because they have a yellow lens. And when you are out in God's playground, the yellow enhances your vision. Hmm. So anyways, they were like 600 bucks, but that's besides the point.
1: All right, moving on.
0: They look amazing.
1: I think that's a good segue into tonight's topic.
0: They're a nice tortoise. But we're not ready for that yet. Color. No, first, we must thank the sponsors. We have to pay the bills, darling.
1: Yes, we do.
0: God knows I don't. Our studio's sponsor is Marlene Graphics, MarleneGraphics.com, for all of your printing needs. And Realtor and a Baby, the show sponsor, RealtorAndABaby.com. For all of your real estate needs. Shall we PSA, my love? I guess. I like to PSA nice and early.
1: I think that's good. Like rip the band aid.
0: Yeah, like let's let's take care of all the business up front. We shall front load the business.
1: It's like a mullet. Business in the front, party in the back.
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's much Excellent. like Frankie. Excellent analogy. Frankie's mullet is out of control. It is. We highly recommend you follow us on Facebook, Instagram. They're both So I Married an Alcoholic. Any questions, comments, concerns, send us an email to So I Married an Alcoholic at gmail.com. And the reason that you should follow us is not only because our content is wildly entertaining, our child's mullet is even more wildly entertaining. It's off the charts. So tonight's PSA, as always, is sponsored by Auntie Gay P's House of Fetishes. Auntie Gay P's House of Fetishes is for all of your double penetration needs. Tonight's PSA is brought to you in part by Steve Orlick, Dennis Kleinman, Janet Weirwa, and performed by Tina Fabrique, and also Chris and Megan.
1: Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take Take a a look, look. it's in a book, a A reading reading rainbow. rainbow. And ways to grow A reading rainbow I can be anything Take a look It's in, in a book A reading rainbow A reading rainbow A reading rainbow A reading rainbow
0: And once again, darling, we have committed podcast history or adultery no um... steal that ass
1: or copyright infringement however you want to look at it
0: that's not copyright infringement it's a minor technicality oh my god okay so two more things and then we'll get right into it one team foster june 4th 5th megan bought an rv so we will have an rv on site we need peddlers help us people although i am actually going to pedal because you will find out shortly exactly why Oh, boy. I had to go see the doctor today. Although much like Megan, she wasn't an actual doctor, so I don't know how much of it was sound medical advice. But either way, Team Foster, June 4th and 5th. Megan and I are going to be doing a podcast from the event. We are super excited. Help us out, people. Go to teamfoster.org, teamfoster.org. Sign up, register. Look for the So I Married an Alcoholic team. Come and pedal with us. Yes, please. Yes, please. I don't think my legs have more than a couple minutes in them. Oh, my God. This is going to be... A shit show. Sure is. Which is why I love it. All right, let's go. And then up in a couple of weeks, we have a very special guest joining us. Don't we, Megan?
1: We do. Our next guest that's going to be on has a really... I always want to say a great story to tell, but I'm not sure if that's the correct adjective. Mm. I mean, so we
0: think it's great. We Because do. what we do or any alcoholic does in a meeting is they share their experience, strength, and hope so that they may inspire others to make change.
1: And it is definitely a very inspiring story. Yes. Um, great guy. Yep. And we're really looking forward to having him on the show.
0: He's done a lot of things in his 30-something years on the planet. And we are super excited to have him. He's a local guy. You probably recognize him. You may have seen him on TV. You may have cheered for him at some point in time.
1: So a local guy, a uh, really great, inspiring story to tell um, about you know his addiction, his trials, and his success now. So we're really looking forward to it.
0: Absolutely. And one of his new side gigs is he puts on A show, a store, a shop. What's the right word there, Megan? I'm
1: not sure, but it's um, one of the Just Between Friends. It's of the Eastern Main Line. If you're a mom, you've heard of these. They are amazing. It's a great opportunity to buy and sell uh, used baby goods, babies, toddlers, toys, clothes, Everything you can eat. If you're a parent, you know that these kids are super expensive. And it's also really awesome because it puts these items back in the community rather than going to waste. So they're available at lower cost. So it is starting Friday, April 8th. April 8th of Friday.
0: So the Just Between Friends show of the Eastern Main Line runs this coming weekend. So it's the 8th through the 10th. The hours are Saturday is 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Sunday is 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you can get in early on Friday. Something about being a community helper. Walk us through that, Meg.
1: Yeah, I think there's pre-sale tickets available. Obviously, if you're selling stuff, there's early admission available. And you can buy pre-sale tickets. And then there's also discounted pre-sale tickets uh, available to uh, different community helpers, healthcare workers, and that sort of thing.
0: Nice, that's awesome And the address is 45 Haverford Road, Wynwood, Pennsylvania, 19096 It is at the Kaiserman JCC And to get your tickets, go to justbetweenfriends.com
1: And search for Eastern Mainline And we'll put, post the link on our social media
0: Yes, we certainly will Alright, darling, for the topic of the evening
1: dun, dun, dun. What you got? Um, so we're going to talk about self-care in honor of Chris's physical today.
0: As you all know, I excel at self-care. You do? I also apparently excel at bodily harm.
1: <laughs> well, you take the good with the bad.
0: In a vehicle, my body, that should last somewhere between 75 and 82 years, probably won't make it through the weekend.
1: I don't know if that's true. You're being a little traumatic over there, sir. It is the alcoholic in me. I will catastrophize anything. So let's talk about how you cared for yourself while you were using. I got high. I know. Did you ever see the doctor in that time period? For Mm -hmm. like things other than trying to scam them out of Percocet?
0: Mm, Maybe a physical here and there. Maybe like a DOT drug test because, you know, I have a CDL so I always kept my med card. So you have to get a physical every couple of years, something like that. I did not have insurance for a long time and even when i had a job that offered health insurance it wasn't necessarily high on my priorities list not that i feel like my health is suffering i mean my idea of self-care is like getting my hair cut every 14 days getting my eyebrows waxed getting a pedicure golfing Now, hunting. Mm -hmm. It's not good self care.
1: All right. So, let's talk about physical things that you let go while you're using. Everything. Yeah, me too.
0: I mean, it was, you know, getting high, staying high was quite literally my only priority.
1: I think I've probably told the story. Now, I always did good. I always kept up with seeing the gynecologist. Um, I hadn't gotten a physical in a while, but, you know, I was like, fine. It's not like I was unhealthy per se, minus the alcoholism. But I actually went to the doctor for the first time in a while. I I guess it was about, it was probably only about a month before I went to rehab. Hmm. My mom had been worried about me. Mm-hmm. I was losing a lot of weight. I was having bruising everywhere. I looked unwell. I was okay. very thin and just not in a good place. So she was like, I really, I want you to go to the doctor.
0: So you quite literally looked, I don't want to say unhealthy or bad, but you know, let's, let's just say bad for sake of argument. Right. So you look bad enough that your mother was like, something's not right with you. Go to the doctor.
1: Yeah. I think she was worried about me. Okay. So I went and I got a physical or I went, you know, and I listed all these issues that are, I'm having. I'm not sleeping. I'm having night sweats. I'm, I'm I'm waking up with bruising everywhere. I my periods are really irregular. And he's like, "All right, well we'll do a bunch of blood work. It sounds to me like you're probably in early menopause."
0: I beg your pardon?
1: I was like, "Fuck you."
0: <laughs>
1: so I'm 33. That's definitely not it. I'm going to need you to diagnose the cancer now.
0: If you don't mind.
1: Now, one of the other questions they ask is, you know, do you drink? How much do you drink? And my answer was... Always in moderation, never to excess. Socially. Good answer. Very open-ended. So (laughs) I, I got all this lab work done, which I think came back right, like, while I was in rehab. Like, I actually think that happened. And spoiler alert, I was not in menopause. Thank you very much. I would like to call that guy and tell him. But anyway... I was actually an alcoholic. Now, believe it or not, my liver enzymes were okay. My iron, all my vitamin levels, all in the toilet. My like prealbumin, my protein levels, all that kind of stuff, also in the toilet. I Mm -hmm. basically had the lab values of someone malnourished because for the previous several months... I have forgotten to eat. I was consuming a purely liquid diet.
0: (laughs) I had a friend of mine back in the day that used to say there's a sandwich in every glass. (laughs) And I was like, I buy that.
1: I like it. I like it. It's the skinniest I'll ever be. But anyway, I was like physically ill from drinking. So I did. I, you know, I neglected that. I did, I probably missed a dentist appointment or so around the way, but I definitely let my physical health suffer.
0: We use your aunt and uncle as our family dentist now. So when I married Megan, I was now eligible to use the family dental services one of the questions that they ask you is, When was the last time you saw a dentist? Oh my God. My answer was literally IDK.
1: IDK? <laughs> I was
0: like, I don't know. I honestly have no idea. I'd probably, the unfortunate part is, I mean, my parents probably spent oh, thousands of dollars on your teeth, tens of thousands of dollars. It. I'm sure it was a sickening amount because I had like this vicious overbite so I had to get this appliance installed that pushes your bottom jaw forward so I had to wear that for a year and then I got braces and then the retainer and then all the bullshit and I I've had probably two teeth pulled which I'm sure is not I mean not because I wasn't brushing them I'm sure that there's something in the opiate that, Mm. that makes your teeth rot out yeah I'm sure uh, drug addicts and alcoholics are notorious for having poor dental appearances
1: yes I agree
0: right hmm and again like I, I had only gone to the doctor in those 20 years of, of using maybe a couple of times it just was not a priority yeah and I don't know if we fast forward to present day I don't know if that's I don't want to say caught up to me because I don't think it's necessarily too late right but as a 41-year-old smoker who has a rather checkered health history, like my blood pressure is through the roof. Like I need to start exercising. I need to start taking care of myself a more conscious manner.
1: It's actually interesting to me, Chris, because you went today to this physical and like we actually really like the provider. We say, I actually feel like you were affected by this appointment in some way, which I did not expect.
0: I was I was definitely a little pissed. She was telling me like all this stuff that I need to do and I was like, "Where'd you go to college? Fuck you."
1: Because she was right.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: And um <laughs> We actually did go get physicals 2 years ago and they did give you blood work to get done and you never followed through,
0: which she totally reminded me of today. Yeah.
1: Like, you're two years late on these, bro.
0: And you know me. You know, I take responsibility for everything in my post-alcoholic life. And Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I mean, it was the start of a pandemic. Labs weren't open. (laughs) She's like, so you're an asshole. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I know.
1: What can you do? So we're getting on a new track. We are. We are seeing the dentist twice a year, getting these colonoscopies eventually once we qualify because that's a whole big thing because we're not technically of age even though we have family history and hurting butts and all kinds of things. (laughs)
0: We both have
1: terrible assholes. (laughs) A mess. We are a mess.
0: Even though you have a brand new asshole and mine is freshly bleached.
1: (sighs) Mine's the indoor plumbing. I think that's messed up.
0: See, and I am totally a exterior shell of a person. (laughs) (laughs) My asshole is pure as the driven snow, (laughs) but I'm falling apart on the inside.
1: Quite an interesting metaphor. But anyway... um so we are doing all these things we are going to get our lives back together we are going to be healthier
0: yes absolutely and I did you know after I left that appointment today I definitely felt some sort of way about it and not necessarily the news that I had gotten again like I'm not gonna drop dead this weekend at least I hope not I mean if that's God's plan then that's God's plan like it is what it is right but if you remember a couple of episodes ago we were talking about, you know, how we were getting older and how we have Frankie now. And one of my biggest fears is not having enough time to spend with Frankie. Yet I have checked all of the boxes over the past 20 years to ensure that I don't get to spend the maximum amount of time with Frankie. And I was like, fuck. Like, what a wasted opportunity, you know? I don't know. I mean, there's nothing that I can change about it. Like, my past, obviously, moving forward, I can eat healthier. I'm not quitting smoking. I talked about that with the not-so-doctor lady today. And while she was disappointed, I feel like she really bought into my argument. Or at that point, she was tired of listening to my shit. It was just like, okay. I'm going the ladder. <laughs> I'll see you in two more years. Mm-hmm. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I I certainly need to start exercising more and maybe watching what I eat, monitoring my caffeine intake. I was telling Megan my blood pressure like I was some sort of blood pressure rock star. And she's like, so that's actually not good.
1: (laughs) He was. He was like totally bragging about it. I was like, what was your blood pressure today? And he like rattles it off. And I was like, "Uh, so that kind of sucks. Oops. Yeah.
0: My bad. But again i think it's one of those things that it's always it's never a bad idea to, to take care of yourself like you're supposed to but i think as alcoholics we a make excuses for everything and b for whatever that period of time that we were using health is not a priority not even a little bit as a matter of fact your alcoholism and your drug abuse addiction are polar opposites of what a healthy lifestyle should be.
1: Yeah, exactly. And they are the priority. So everything else takes a back burner, including your health.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I
1: also think, too, when we're young, we don't think about our health. We think we're untouchable. We do not worry about it. It's not something that, you know, plays in the forefront. Like, I don't have to worry about what's going to happen to my 40-year-old self, my 60-year-old self, my 70-year-old self, because I'm 23. Who cares? You know? Exactly. You're immortal at that age. And being
0: involved in that drug and alcohol game, I'm sure, you know, you have people, maybe not as as many in your inner circle or whatever that have passed away or now have health complications from their drinking or drug abuse. But like, you know, I talked about my friend from high school a long time ago. I knew the consequences to this. And even though I was fully aware of the consequences of my actions, didn't matter. You know, so again, like we will always make excuses, whether it's just age or ignorance or thinking you're better than or any number of things, right?
1: We've, when we're using, we have such a skewed view of like the risk versus benefit analysis. There is no risk. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> the benefit has to be immediate. I only see benefit, you know, and it's that immediate gratification. We need to have it then. So who gives a fuck what that means 20 years from now? And at any costs. Yeah, absolutely. Like
0: mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, no, not at all. So a couple of things about Chris's appointment today. This is a cute little tidbit that's actually really funny. So whenever you go into a doctor's office, they may do it for every visit, but they definitely do it for physicals. They give you the general depression and anxiety screen. And just like I was last week when I went to mine, Chris was very honest about his. And he sends me a picture of it. And he's like, do you think this is right? I was
0: like, is this accurate?
1: Which I actually thought was very... um, I don't know. I thought that was a lot of like growth or like very insightful. Like, hey, this is what I'm seeing. You're the person that knows me best because you live with me. Is this <laughs> what you you're see my too?
0: Whipping post. Exactly. And so I. <laughs> How re- do you interpret my anger? Yeah. I feel it's a zero.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I respond back. I said you may want to look at number six on the second section, which was like gets irritated easily, and he gave himself a two, and I was like you might want to bump that one up a little bit. So he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, I was just joking. But like, whatever you think. So we moved it to a three and then wrote per wife. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: she really appreciated that. I thought she would. Not only my wife, but the non-doctor practitioner.
1: But I actually thought that was like a huge sign of growth. Like, A, you took it seriously. I was the one who like thought it was funny. And B, you like wanted to quote unquote Do a good job. Not say what the right answer was, but, like, say what was actually going on. So if there was some sort of issue that flagged, that they would actually look at it. And I thought that was really good.
0: Yeah, she didn't even actually look at that paper. She
1: looked at it. You didn't hit the right numbers. You got to hit, like, all, like, fives to really throw a red flag in the air and then the next thing is it's it's interesting talking to you after this appointment chris has always been well you don't know we're not gonna you may not be here tomorrow which is a very true story but very much also like he does not care and not that he wants to die but that he doesn't give a shit like doesn't matter correct and i feel that you've done a little introspective thinking after this appointment and realizing maybe perchance that it's not just you in this life anymore
0: well the again practitioner mentioned at least on a half dozen occasions baby frankie
1: yes
0: she's like you need to stop smoking for baby frankie you need to stop this because you have a child i was like all right enough lady
1: But it was almost like I think that actually clicked for you in that moment, in that appointment. Yeah, you're goddamn right it did. And that's huge. That's actually a lot of growth for you, believe it or not. I agree with that. 90% of the time, maybe 99.8% of the time, I'm not always sure you realize you're not the center of the universe.
0: I think it's quite the opposite. Really? Oh, yeah. Look at our text chats with you and Auntie Gay P and me. You are the center of the universe, trust me.
1: Well, I mean, that is the truth, though. But no, I'm just saying, like, I I think that it really shows, no matter what you sometimes throw out there, a number five on the irritates easily list. It was actually a three. I know. I'm just saying you may have wanted to upgrade farther. Because I'm not easily irritated. I don't know. That's a lot of growth, like being able to put someone else... Over your comfort because you're in a very comfortable zone not taking care of yourself.
0: I am. It's where I excel.
1: Yeah. So I think that I think that's I, I don't know. I'm just saying pat on the back. Proud of you. We'll throw you a little party later.
0: As you should. And again, I, I think I would be spewing bullshit out of the side of my mouth if I was just like, well, it is what it is. Because again, I've said before, after May 11th of 2020, it's not about me anymore. Yeah. It's about my tax credit and my legacy. And I all... and I don't mean my legacy like what's written on my tombstone. I mean my legacy like my child. And I have said before, one of my biggest fears is not being around or not spending as much time as I possibly can with Frankie. Yeah. So I would be a completely selfish asshole if I continued on the, this selfish path And didn't do something to buy myself whatever X amount of time with the child. I don't care about you. You annoy the fuck out of me. Mm -hmm. That scale was completely bullshit.
1: Okay. You irritate me. Beyond the six or whatever the top I'm not not even
0: awake in the morning and you irritate (laughs) me.
1: (laughs) I also think, though, taking care of physical health speaks a lot to our mental health. I think that addicts and alcoholics, when they are using, obviously the number one priority is using. So physical health goes to the wayside. But we also don't tend to give a shit about our physical health because we could go either way. If something happens, if we live, if we die, if we, you know what I mean? Even if you're not a person that wants to die per se, you don't actually care necessarily what happens because you have given up your self-respect, your self-worth. Your hope, honestly. So, what is the actual point? I don't need to physically take care of myself because I don't give a shit what happens.
0: And also, you know, a lot of these medical conditions are not seen or noticed or realized right away in the moment. Whereas, if you are feeling depressed or you're manic or you're this or that or the other thing, your mental state is something that you or somebody in your close circle can generally pick up on rather quickly you know if you have underlying heart issues or diabetes or something like that it's not necessarily something you realize until it's too late it's also
1: a slow decline normally to get there so mm-hmm. you know that i think that's what you're feeling like i missed out on these 20 years of taking care of myself i got some catch up to do
0: Oh, i didn't miss out on a damn thing girl you
1: did not i had a ton of fun i don't know if that i mean i think there was some fun mixed in between like rehab stays and like hating yourself but you know <laughs> i mean whatever you want to call it well you know you look at this one way i look at it one way <laughs> that's it is half full it is. half empty
0: damn right
1: all right so let's talk about self-care self-care is a big topic i feel like in rehab in recovery And I'm gonna be super honest it's one of those topics that kind of annoys the shit out of me so I think that
0: again self-care is a great thing if you are a normal responsible functioning human being I think the problem with the alcoholic and the addict when it comes to self-care is like myself I think self-care is going to play 18 on a Saturday afternoon and chewing up six hours of my day when that's not exactly what self-care is.
1: Exactly, I think we will use it to justify anything.
0: That is correct.
1: And I think that everyone can be better at self-care because either you don't do enough of it or it's misdirected.
0: Exactly.
1: So how are you at self-care, honey? Tell us a little bit about your self-care.
0: I'm not good at it at all. Really? No, no, not in the proper medical sense. And
1: I would think that people, when they hear about your litany of leisure activities, would think differently.
0: Yeah, no, that's why it's not actual (laughs)
1: self-care. It's
0: just me being an irresponsible person.
1: So what's something that you would like to do instead for self-care? What's something you should be doing for self-care?
0: I am going to start exercising. I think that's a good thing i think it is i think we live in a nice little cul-de-sac sort of neighborhood ish thing over here despite the fact that it's 12 degrees out right now the warm weather is upon us we also have a peloton in the basement which is acting as a clothes hamper so it's a 2500 hundred dollar laundry basket i'm not bitter though and it'll be good for me the bird dog and frankie to get out every day and walk for 45 minutes an hour and i promise you that i will only smoke one or two cigarettes on the walk
1: that's actually not bad and drink a coffee well of course yeah no that's really good actually i'm glad to hear that i am also not good at self-care i go in dregs and drags with my exercise i'm either like balls to the wall hardcore or nothing at all Mm -hmm. i need to find the happy medium right um so I also need to get back on the Peloton. I did do a couple walks recently but not enough for sure. So that's definitely something I can do. Here at the house? No, yeah, Mac and I, like, walked to the grocery store the other day and. Get tried... the fuck out of here. We did. That's not exercise, you shithead. <laughs> it's a mile there and back. That's not is... a bad little walk. Dude, if that's
0: a mile, then I have 14 inches of fucking testicular firepower.
1: You don't even walk to the mailbox. You back your car up the 12 feet. As I should, because. Well, frankly, I'm privileged enough to have a vehicle to do so. All right, so we can both do better in the exercise department.
0: That's, I think, fair.
1: I think I do actually eat healthy 90% of the time. And then the 10% of the time that I don't eat healthy, I eat horrendous. See, I don't know if I necessarily
0: eat unhealthy because most of my daily diet consists of... Newports and caffeine mm-hmm. I eat one meal a day hmm so my rationale is even if that one meal of day is like a heavy creamy alfredo sauce and like maybe some filet medallions I'm like well it's only one
1: meal a day so I, that intermittent fasting like is a real thing that's not intermittent fasting it's irresponsible eating right I was just gonna <laughs> say I don't think that's actually the way you're doing it though no I don't think that's how it was intended no
0: that's uh. like saying I'm I'm doing the, what's the all-meat diet or the caveman diet, but you're oh, eating, yeah. like, prosciutto and gabagool. Yeah. I just like, had
1: bacon again today.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's actually not healthy.
1: It's funny, when Chris and I first, like, started dating, came over and, like, cooked dinner one night, or I came home from work and he's cooking dinner and he's, like, making, like, a homemade carbonara. And then the next night was this with a bacon cream sauce. I was, like, so, um... Uh, If you want me to continue to to look the way I do, we're going to have to eat more salads. Like, I can't eat like this, bro. I'm not that blessed.
0: I don't do salads. But now I'm going to have to.
1: But anyway, we can definitely do better with our eating. I think when, for me personally with self-care, I am terrible at it in a sense that I never feel like I have enough time. I don't quote unquote demand it. I won't say, I'm taking a day for myself. I need an hour. I need this. I need that. But I also then will play the martyr about it.
0: Uh, martyr? No. Victim? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah.
1: All right. Well, same idea, I guess. I, I
0: look like this because you're my second
1: husband. Tomato, yeah. tomato. I mean, I'm, but I can definitely do better. Now, I do. I read every night. Mm-hmm. So that's self care for me. That's like cl- cleanses my mind before I go to sleep. Ooh. I could always attend more meetings. That's something we should both also be doing for self care. Yep. That's kind of all I got. I think one thing that we do actually do well in self care is we do care for ourselves as a couple. Chris and I make a point of once a month or every couple weeks or whatever it is doing something the two of us. Whether it's Yes. A fancy dinner, a show, or just going and spending a day together and overnight somewhere. We're very good at that. And I think that is beyond important in any relationship.
0: I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Uh, Jim and Valia of the famed Jim and Valia's Bed and Breakfast. Always say that that is super important in a marriage.
1: It is. And they're both retired now and they love spending time together. And they do a ton of stuff together. No, they do. I mean, Mimi did say he has to get a job, you know, to give her a little bit of a break. But Yeah. Jim
0: loves spending time with Valia. Valia, eh, she could like take it or leave it.
1: I think, though, they took care of their marriage along the way. So that now that they're retired, like they're in a good place. So I think that's important. That's like life goals to shoot for.
0: Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. So tonight's takeaways are get off the Facebook, put your face in a book. Thank you reading, Rainbow. Sign up, teamfoster.org, June 4th and 5th in Philly. Come say hello to your people. Any questions, comments, concerns, feedback of any nature, send it over to soimarriedandalcoholic at gmail.com. And up next...
1: We have our upcoming guests that'll be coming soon to tell their story.
0: Absolutely. I can't wait. We actually have a couple of guests lined up. I'm I'm very excited. Get excited. We have a good little string of guests going. We do. And then Megan and I will be doing... An AA meeting in Bahrain.
1: That's actually the coolest thing I've ever been invited to do.
0: Weren't you like a swinger?
1: No, not even close.
0: Uh, Different blonde, I'm sorry.
1: Okay, but we're totally honored to be doing that and really excited to be reaching over the ocean.
0: Cannot wait. Yeah. What an opportunity. Spread the word, people. Tell all your friends. Anything else, my love?
1: Uh, no, take care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and.
0: Thank you, darling. Say hey, good night.
1: Good night. I'm Megan, and I'm an alcoholic.
0: I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. Don't forget, my pronouns are alcoholic and junkie. Cut off your pet's privates, and if you are struggling in any way, put your hand up, reach out